Welcome to At The Root. I am your host, Greg Kuiper, and you are tuned in to the very first episode of this show. And I have to admit, the very first radio show I've ever hosted, so here we go. I'm really excited about this opportunity uh, that was instigated by a colleague of mine who I work with, and this person thought I had a message worth sharing, and I, I believe I do too, but it's much more than a message. I like to look at this as ideas, tools to help us all connect with ourselves and with others. And so I've called this program Connection Through Awareness, and I want to use this format weekly to work through some of these ideas and tools and skills with all of you. Through a series of uh, on-demand webinars and posts and writings, and now this radio show, which uh, will be recorded and available as podcast episodes, Connection Through Awareness is evolving into a path or a journey that we can go on together to basically just become better members of the, our species interacting together. That's what it's all about, right? I started putting this idea together in 2019. And this last year, for me as, and for all of us, has just amplified the need for getting along, understanding each other, don't you think? It's an understatement, really. The word need just doesn't do it anymore when talking about this. It's more than a need now. It's like a mandate, if you will. It has to happen for us to get off this self-destructive path we've created and continue to follow. You know, this path, I look at it as kind of a, a street, if you will, and it's lined with glitzy buildings and toys, magnificent lights and storefronts. This is all in my fantasy. And we can gaze into these storefronts and fantasize what we see. And what we don't notice is our reflection in the glass that's always there peering back at us. And we look right through ourselves into these representations of greed and selfishness on the other side, and it's so intoxicating that it's easy to not notice. On both sides of our path is just a facade, right? I like to think of it as, uh, well, I'm dating myself here, but if you know the old westerns, right, long before CGI and, and when they had to film the streets of the old town, the, the buildings were two-dimensional and propped up. And so it looked like buildings, but it was just a facade on each side. Or kind of like the Venetian Hotel or Caesar's Palace in, in Vegas, if you've been there. You walk through these places and there's this beautiful sky above you with the lighting and the clouds, and you're indoors. And a river meandering and gondolas on the river, and it's just right behind all of this is just this is a facade. It's like a smokescreen, really. And on the other side is, in, in our lives along this path, is just the suffering and the inequality and the lack of the positive emotional connection between us. I'm a, officially a therapist and a coach. I just like to think of what I do as being a helper or a healer. And using my life experience and my research, 
my training and education, and a pretty highly developed intuition, I help others move to get out of the box and think and feel, experience their lives in a way that personifies who they really are. The truth in us, rather than the fear of what our cultural and societal and familial upbringings have presented as the norm for us. You know, this norm just isn't working. Never has, really, but with the last few decades, it brought this into light that is totally blinding us. I don't want to sound dystopic here, but we must find a new path of connection and positivity. And I believe that new path lies within all of us. Yes, as a collective. But it starts with us recreating ourselves in ways that we can build this collective. Based on love and truth. And this evolves naturally and positively. Rather than being based on the fear which we have now. Which just feeds on itself and grows. Did I say recreating ourselves? Yes, I did. But it's not as daunting as it may sound. And the process of this recreation is so alluring and positive that we relish this experience as it's happening, really. And it's ongoing and never-ending. Now, to me, that sounds like a better way to live every day. I can vouch for this because... I spent many years being emotionally disconnected. I'm a recovering alcoholic addict. And in the past 10 years or so, I've been working very hard on this. And I've been doing it. And I've been helping each other, other people know how to do it. And that's life-changing. This isn't some cult thing or religious experience, nothing like that. It is reorganizing our thinking, basically, and becoming more aware of our true selves. Your true self is in there somewhere, I'm sure of it, hidden behind all that fear of your daily existence. You will love getting to know that part of yourself if you haven't met her yet, guarantee it. So what is involved in this journey, right? Where do we start? What do we need? How much of our precious time is this going to take? It requires as much as you're willing to give. Remember, this is a journey rather than a quest. And as such, who knows what we're going to find along the way? I'm confident that it's things like peace and tranquility and bliss, contentment. I also know that in order to find all this, we're going to run into a bunch of junk, too. But we'll get to work through that and understand its lesson for us and learn how to vanish it as we go forward. So enough of the hype. You can probably tell I'm passionate about this work, and I get carried away. Connection through awareness is about neuroscience. It's about relationships, communication, and relational trauma, spirituality, mindfulness, and presence. It's about patience and practice and insight and attunement 
and integration. And most of all, it's about finding the real you and functioning and being that you in your daily life. The real me, you say? Yes. The real you, you're in there. So I mentioned neuroscience, science of the brain. There have been some amazing advancements in this field of study in the last 20 years or so. In that three pounds of flesh sitting on top of your neck, there are roughly 100 billion brain cells. And these cells are all connected like a spider web with other brain cells. And each one of those 100 billion cells are connected to approximately 10,000 other brain cells. Now, can you imagine that number? It's unfathomable. And all of that huge number of connections, they're all firing electrochemically 10 to 20 times per second. And as they're firing, they're wiring together in these intricate patterns. And these patterns are our thoughts and feelings and movements, memories, beliefs. Recently, with the advent of functional MRIs, scientists have been able to witness and observe all this amazing activity in all our brains. When someone is feeling love or anger or sadness, they can see it in the brain. And they've realized that the brain is constantly changing. This is called neuroplasticity. Old neural pathways are pruned away and new ones develop every millisecond. And they've discovered what governs the development of these new patterns. And it is what is in our mind at any instant. Think about it. Thoughts, beliefs, feelings, emotions, memories. Anything your mind is attending to at any moment, neural pathways are being built. So go with me for a minute here, okay? What was in your mind the last few seconds? Just pause and check. What were you feeling and thinking? Was it curiosity about what I was talking about? Maybe impatience? Was it anxiety about all you need to get accomplished today? Or was it excitement about possibilities? Maybe there was a memory there. See if you can pin it down. Maybe there was some physical discomfort that required some mental attention. That happens. What was in your awareness? What was the focus of your attention? Now, at this very moment, the focus of your attention is figuring out what the focus of attention was a few seconds ago. That's awareness of what is going on in your mind. Awareness of awareness. Whatever it was and whatever it is now, that is what your brain is building neural pathways on. What was in your mind last Wednesday? All the goings on in Washington. What was your awareness there? What happened? Do you remember? I can. So this implies that we really are in charge of what our brain is constructing. 
we just pay attention and direct the construction through what we allow in our mind, right? We are our own general contractors. How often do we pay attention, focused attention, right, to what is in our minds? Over our lifetime, we have developed this elaborate autopilot to keep our lives moving along nicely. Unfortunately for most of us, this programming has been based on outside pressures, influences, and fear. Our actual participation in this programming of our psyche or personality has been limited, if even there at all. So we just keep rolling along year after year. And our operating system eventually gets some malware and a virus or two. And we never do an update. And our processor gets to a point where it is barely functioning. We have a tough time even getting it to boot up. I want to spend some time on this during our time together on this show. Developing skills, learning tools to change this programming. Learn how to do our own update. As I work with adolescents and adults, I have found a common denominator for the issues that most bringing to our time together. And that is a lack, or a depletion, if you will, of emotional connection with others. I can't tell you how many teens struggle with identifying what an emotional connection is in their lives. Even after I explain it, break it down, we talk about it a while. Many are confident that they have never felt a connection like that. Almost every teen tells me they are lonely. Wow. Hold up in their bedroom searching for something to give them relief from emotional pain. Social media, video games, physical harm, drugs and alcohol. Even ones that appear to be functioning well with the programming that we've given them, many times they're just faking it. Lost and lonely. That's what I hear. I see adults, and much of the time it's the same, just years later. Lost and lonely, even in a long-lasting relationship. The distractions of careers and raising kids, putting something away for retirement, it's been their way of getting around the emotional pain. But at some point, this operating system or hard drive crashes. Fortunately, due to the neuroplasticity of the brain I mentioned earlier, this is all fixable. We just have to create the neural pathways to make it happen. And that's another piece of what I hope for this program. Being able to work on that together, discover how to do that. Scientists believe that over the course of human history, we have developed three innate needs. And by innate, I mean, in our DNA, all humans, all mammals for that matter, have these needs. Safety, satisfaction, and connection. This last one is what I'm focused on with this program. Emotional connection specifically. We need to be socially connected with others. 
Without it, we don't thrive as individuals. Neuroscientists are able to see the activity in the brain light up when this social connection happens. And in fact, social interaction and connection appears to be one of the top factors in building and strengthening those neural pathways I talked about earlier. There's an important piece of this puzzle that can't be neglected as we're working on with these emotional connections. We really can't do this without fostering a deep emotional connection with ourselves. How do we connect emotionally with others if we don't have an emotional connection with ourselves? I can tell you, poorly. So we're going to, we're back to working on ourselves first here. Does that mean we have to go digging around in the past? Ugh, yuck. What is important is examining our past relationships. Way back to mom and dad or our early caregivers. How did we come to this place where our social and emotional interactions with others are what they are today? How did, how did we get here? We were taught these behaviors, and it was modeled to us, right? I had a young woman, she's 15. She came to see me, and she was very angry. Anger consumed her. Anger at her parents, who had divorced seven years prior, and they were still at each other's throats constantly, and she had to bounce back and forth one week with one parent, one week with another parent, and continue to listen to all this anger. So she certainly had anger modeled to her, told me that all she could ever remember was anger and fighting. Wow. So we do learn through observation and instruction, right? But it goes much deeper than just the modeling. The insidious part of this damage for most of us is trauma. When I say trauma in this context, I'm not talking about sexual or physical trauma. These are very serious and best worked on with a professional in a private setting. I'm talking about relational trauma. The insidious damage inflicted on us emotionally during our developing years, and even now perhaps. If we didn't get started out with a solid base, for emotional regulation and integration of us as individuals and others around us. It's not likely that it has happened since then, without some work. This is another facet of connection I'd like for us to talk about as the weeks go on in this program. In order to make changes in our lives, we have to first be aware of the need for the change. And then we need to be aware of what is happening in our lives that has gotten us to the point of needing a change, right? This awareness requires what we call presence. Presence is basically just a mind state of being open in the moment, open to whatever's happening around us. And we cultivate presence by being mindful. 
intentionally focusing our attention on moment-to-moment experience without being taken away by the judgments or expectations, swept away by the fear. With mindfulness and being present, we can be in a state of awareness, <clears throat> excuse me, which gives us the perspective of seeing the changes from our true self. I remember a couple that came in to see me. And it was obvious from the get-go that the wife had instigated the visit. You always know when the husband comes in and sits down and folds his arms and stares at the floor. And the wife does all the talking. Happens a lot. She explained that their children had all left the nest and they were faced with each other alone at home. When I finally asked her to stop talking, I looked at the husband and I said, or asked him why, why he was there. And he said, well, Greg, my wife brought me here because she says I'm not present in our relationship. And Greg... I'm right here with her, right now. I always have been. Well, not the kind of presence we were talking about, right? So, learning about presence. It's my hope that we can talk about mindfulness, presence, and awareness in this program, too. They are the true keys to making change. So let's take a break now, if we could. Just a few minutes, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects likes doing two things, talking and connecting people with their potential. If you'd like to talk about your potential with Stacy, contact her at Stacy at StacyConnects.com. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Washington knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Washington needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to At The Root. I'm your host, Greg Kuyper, and we've been talking about uh, how we want this radio program to 
move forward in the future, and it, it's, it's through learning about connection with other people and connection through awareness, I call it, because we have to be aware of what's going on if we want to make any changes in our lives. And we were just talking about that before the break. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, stories and examples I can share with you in the hopes of us all being able to learn some skills and tools to find that awareness so that we can operate, if you will, from our real selves daily rather than the, the self that's been constructed for us over time. Something I didn't mention, too, is that I believe also that spirituality plays an important part in our emotional connection with ourselves and others. The search and understanding for meaning in our life helps us to be more connected. So I want to devote some time to that, too, as we move forward. Looks to me like we've got a plethora of ideas to work with, so I don't think we're going to run out of material in the weeks ahead here. I do think we're about out of time for today, and I want to make sure that I let you know that I would like for this show to be as interactive as we can make it in 30 minutes. I'm hoping that we can make some time each week for a caller or two maybe to ask questions about the topic at hand. We've got that in the works, right? I look at my producer and she's shaking her head yes. We, we totally do. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll be your first caller. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, you know, I, I want to give, give you all some homework, okay? Don't worry. This is easy. During the course of this week, see if you can take a pause a couple times a day and calm your breath and mind and just check in with what is going on in your mind and body. Till next time, peace and love to you all.